0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. There are some mis-evaluations happening, and I I don't know if Thomas Graham is one of them, but it's definitely happening on the offensive side of the ball. Oh, yeah. Like, that's apparent to me.
1: Well, it also goes back to why is this system that sucks so hard to learn? The answer, when you ask why Bradshaw Perriman didn't get on the field all, all season. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Say that again so everybody just has that, like, embedded in their
1: memories. <laughs> why does this system that suck? Or why is this system that sucks so hard to learn? (laughs) That's it. That's it.
2: The soothing sounds of the Charlie Brown Christmas album. And why not, Chris Ranji? It's Ranji and Esposito. We are in for Bernstein and Rahimi today. I hope you are enjoying your Christmas Eve and your holiday season. We appreciate it. That was uh, our buddy Adam Hogan, Adam Johns, the uh, Hogan Johns podcast. Uh, you, he- you heard them coming in. And as we uh, fade out Charlie Brown, we wonder why does a system that sucks take so or, or why is it so hard to learn a mm. system that sucks so bad? And I, th- <laughs> as we sit here on Christmas Eve, 2021, year four of Matt Nagy's offense, we are wondering that question. You know, things are probably not going so well.
1: Uh, I, do you have an answer for that question? Because I don't. I think it's a legitimate question. Yes. I don't have an answer for it.
2: I don't have an answer for it, but that is my frustration. And I think I share this with a lot of Bears fans and certainly a lot of our listeners out there, Runch. As as you watch the games and watching that Vikings game, and literally, I mean, it, it, was, it was almost fun bad. It, I mean... It was fun bad, but then at, at a certain point, it stopped being fun. It was just like, this is horrible. Like, what are, what are we watching? Like, how do you get inside the 20 five or six times and get nothing? I mean, that you, mathematically, that is almost impossible.
1: Well, I was thinking the same thing. I, I, well, okay. I know while the game was going on, I'm not sure if I, if I tweeted it, but I did have the thought, this, this is bordering on fun bad. And in a way, I'm kind of enjoying the experience. And the reason I think I was able to enjoy it is because even though it was happening in the moment, A, I know that game did not matter, and this week doesn't matter, and next week doesn't matter as far as the outcomes go. Don't care. If they lose, don't really care because it's not about now. It's about the right. future. And and secondly... It's about Justin Fields and getting a chance to watch him continue to progress. And we'll find out if he's uh, capable of playing this week. And it kind of I don't know. I think there's some doubt that he's going to be able to with the ankle injury. Um, So hopefully if he doesn't play this weekend, he at least gets uh, week 18. And we will, you know, we'll find out. Don't don't really know if it's going to be that way or not. But um, it feels like there's a future. And it feels like there are going to be a lot of changes during the offseason, not just in personnel, but on the coaching staff, potentially in the front office. And I have like, I don't know about you, Espo, but I have all of these conflicting thoughts at once. So I'm watching that game. I'm I'm laughing at how stupid some of it is. But I'm also like, I don't care because the games don't matter. And then I'm like deep down I am hopeful about the future because they they probably have the guy at quarterback but then I take a step back and go I don't know if they're going to make the right decisions in the off season to help develop that quarterback because this and I said it this week and it might sound like hyperbole but if you really think about the history of the bears and think about they've had important off seasons for sure But I'm not sure there has been a more important offseason in the history of the franchise than this one, at least in modern history. Because let's think about this. This is the first time in how many years that they've drafted a quarterback that people believe across the board is going to be pretty damn good. Like, I know they drafted Mitch Trubisky, number two overall. We've we've hashed that out uh, until we've all thrown up. But was anybody really excited <laughs> about Mitch? Was there any real palpable like oh my god, look at this guy they got? It was I, it I was think, more what are they doing?
2: I I think there were certainly people who thought that maybe. he had some upside. Yeah, maybe. That that yeah. you know, he would he would progress and maybe there was no evidence backing this up, but that, you know, from his rookie year, John Fox year to Year one of Matt Nagy, which actually turned out to be the best of Matt Nagy and the best of uh, what some of what we saw from from Mitch, two thousand eighteen, when when that defense carried them. But the, you know, and, and Patrick Finley from the Sun Times earlier, uh, as he said, so many of their points, whether directly or indirectly. Came from that defense and from the turnovers that yes that you maybe overestimated some of the offense, but I certainly know and I certainly heard this in in plenty and talking to Bears fans and talking to people on the station and just casually with friends, people certainly thought that Mitch was ready to make that next step, and obviously that did not happen. So I think that was more uh, optimism than anything else.
1: Yeah, but this one feels different, and it's and Justin Fields has felt different from the day of the draft. When we were all like, holy crap, they did it. I can't believe it that this is amazing. To him being in training camp and talking to people who were able, reporters who were able to observe training camp and ask the question okay, there's always excitement when you get a new quarterback in town, but does this one feel different? Does it look different? And every person said yes. There's just something different about this situation. This is not a a, a Mitch situation. So he's had this first year. Don't know if he's going to play the remainder of the season. I, I'm assuming he is, and hopefully this week he gets in. But there are going to be some changes that happen. And the reason I say this is the most important offseason in their history is because whatever decisions they make or don't make, well, I'm assuming they're going to make them. I, I don't think Matt Nagy's going to be back, and who knows about the rest. Um, they have to get this right. And they have to get yeah. it right this time. There, there is no, well, okay, well, if we screw this up, we'll fix it the following year. Because every year you do this, you're getting closer to the date that you have to decide if you're going to pay Fields and yep. keep him long term. And you have to start figuring that out now, which means you have to get the right coach in place now. And if you don't do it now, it's not going to be fixed a year from now. Well,
2: 1000% agree on that, too, because and that's kind of where if you look at how new coaches are kind of treated, right, you normally have that grace period, the kind of, you know, the free year at the start. Now that that didn't actually happen. Nagy walked in and that was his best year right off the bat. But that was completely I I mean, let's let's not even guess it was from the offense. It was because that defense was the top defense in the league that that year in 2018 takes a
1: lot of pressure off the offense and the quarterback.
2: Correct, and, and they were 12-4 and four and a double doink away from advancing in the playoffs, and we certainly don't need to, to rehash, rehash that. But as you look forward to 2022, because I agree with you, Chris, and, and I am still high on fields. I know there was a, a, an ESPN piece earlier uh, this week that I saw um, comparing fields of statistics to those of the rookie years of Blaine Gabbert, Josh Rosen, and Jimmy Clausen. Uh, not exactly guys that you want your rookie stats compared to if you're a quarterback. Um, I still think Fields is an arrow up guy. I think Fields has shown Absolutely. flashes. I I think Nagy slash this offense slash general incompetence of this team is holding him back. I mean, do you, do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I I don't. When I watch Fields play and and, and based on some of the things that we heard from. Um, You know, people we've talked to recently and we had the conversation with Trent Dilfer um, a couple of days ago with Spiegel. I there are mistakes that happen. Everything seems like it's fixable, though. There's Mm -hmm. not anything that's like, oh, God, this guy, he can't he can't read defenses. And, you know, he can't uh, he can't make an accurate throw. And there are times where he's inaccurate, but it doesn't look like. It doesn't appear like he's just completely lost out there. And there were times that Mitch just looked like he didn't know what he was doing. And he was completely overwhelmed. I don't get the feeling that Fields is overwhelmed. I get the feeling that Justin Fields is a rookie who's learning. And I didn't get that feeling with Mitch Trubisky. This is different. So people who are out on Fields right now, I think, are making a huge mistake. I still do think he's going to be pretty good. As long as this organization does the right things and doesn't get in his way.
2: Agreed. And, and, and so much depends on what they do organizationally, both certainly as a head coach uh, decision. Uh, and I think it's, it's not, uh, it would be uh, no surprise at all at this point if Nagy is let go. I think everyone is expecting that. Uh, but what happens to the general manager? And how do they, uh, who do they hire to replace these guys? Um, because systematically, I think, too, you can argue, I mean, and you can argue for how they've handled Fields from the get-go. You promised journeyman quarterback Andy Dalton on the very back end of his career that he would be the unquestioned starter. I mean, that was preseason and obviously pre when you knew you were going to be able to to get Justin Fields. But, I mean, come on. He was a backup in Dallas last year, and he came in here on a one-year deal, and you're promising him uh, that he's going to be the starter, so much so that even after you pick one of the top quarterbacks in the draft, a guy that everyone is super excited about, and a guy who had great success at Ohio State, that you you say, well, he's not going to get any first-team reps because we promised Andy Dalton? I mean, come on. That's mishandling your, your first-round draft pick.
1: Well, there was no reason to say that. Uh, and I, I get the sense that sometimes Nagy and the organization just don't want to hurt players' feelings, but I, I don't think they're... It, it, and it might have hurt Dalton's feelings if he loses a starting job before the season even begins, but if you if you privately ask each player on the team to a man, I don't think there'd be a single guy who'd be like, I, I can't believe they did Andy Dalton like that. They'd all be like, <laughs> oh crap, I, 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 like, right. I want to play with fields. I want to see what this guy can do. I promise you I would be stunned If you could find a single player outside of Dalton, who would have who would have been against the idea of starting the rookie right away.
2: One hundred percent agree. You mentioned the Trent Dilfer uh, cut that uh, when he was talking about fields. Uh, This is Trent Dilfer the other day here on the score.
3: Listen, he's got this stuff. I've known the kid forever. Um, He is as gritty, as tough as you'll find. He works his tail off. He just doesn't do the hard work. He does the lonely work, too. He does the stuff that nobody sees, doesn't get celebrated, doesn't get posted on Instagram. Like, he does that boring stuff that most players won't do. He's a really good leader. Um, His teammates love him. Like, he's got all the right stuff, and he's got horsepower that very, very, very few players in the league have. He just needs to be handled correctly, right? He just needs to be developed properly properly globally from the president to the GM, to the head coach, the offense coordinator, to the quarterback's coach, the equipment guy, to the (laughs) training staff, to the nutritional staff, like let's go. The entire organization has to say, listen, let's go back to the San Francisco 49ers of the eighties and nineties and make this program quarterback centric. And how do we build the entire program and getting, getting the most out of the quarterback. And if we do that, we got a special one. Uh, we got a special one here in Chicago.
1: And and admittedly, Dilfer started uh, our conversation a couple of days ago by saying, "I uh, that that he he is biased because he's got a personal relationship with Fields and he's been following him for a long time since before he went to college." But also. He said, and Dilfer has been pretty consistent on this going back to around the time of the draft, that he thought people were undervaluing fields. And maybe it's, again, because of his bias, maybe at least Mm -hmm. partly that. But he thought that he has every bit of an opportunity to be as good as Trevor Lawrence or people who think Trevor Lawrence is going to be great, which was pretty universal. So if, like, to me... It might be a personal bias thing, but there probably is some truth in that too. I th- I think he's going to be really good, and I anything that we have seen over the last several weeks with Fields, it may not be the progression at the pace we were all looking for or hoping for, but there has been progression. I'm I am not out on him, and the people who go to Twitter and complaining about well, it should have been Mitch, it, you know, Mitch should get, get lost with that. No, stuff. no, this guy no. is way better. He's way better, (laughs) and I promise you that if he was playing for Bill Belichick right now, he'd be a lot better than we're seeing and probably better than Mac Jones is playing. So not that nonsense off about Mitch. And that
2: that is literally where we're going next. And you mentioned Trevor Lawrence. Think about this quarterback class and all the talk swirling around it, and Trevor Lawrence was the sure thing. And then you had Zach Wilson going number two. San Francisco trades up to get Trey Lance at number three and then the, the 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 falling began right in the draft the bears traded up to get fields i think 11th overall right something like that and then mac jones goes 15th overall to the patriots and who are the two that are actually performing i would argue the the best of the lot right now i mean it's not lawrence and i know the jacksonville thing is a complete mess even it's more mess. messy than than the bears yeah it's fields and jones but we had a texter earlier and i want to get into this that said mac jones is better than fields We'll we'll oh, dive into that. Again? You, you no, you just mentioned it. So we're we're going to do yeah. it. I want to talk about some of the the uh, different things going on uh, with Mac Jones in New England, with Justin Fields here in Chicago. We're going to continue to talk about Justin Fields and the Bears. We'll do transition with Lawrence Holmes at the top of the hour. It's Ranji and Espo. We are here for Bernstein and Rahimi. Glad you are with us. Hope you're enjoying your Christmas Eve morning here at Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score.
0: We we know there's going to be mistakes made and stuff like that, and our goal is just to limit those mistakes, limit those self-inflicted mistakes and, of course, the penalties and stuff like that, and um, put ourselves in the
3: best position to uh, be successful.
2: welcome back to the Bernstein and Rahimi show here on 670 to score. Chris Ranji, Mike Esposito in for Dan and Layla today. Glad you're along with us. Brandon Fryer producing. Glad he's along with us. Christmas music for you as we listen to Justin Fields talk bears. And Chris Ranji's got his green vinyl Charlie Brown Christmas album. I love it. And he also yeah, has some great. breaking news. Oh, God. Well,
1: you have you some breaking anybody? news.
2: Well, breaking news on the score presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today.
1: You know, we were just talking about how well the Bulls uh, are, are, or how good a shape the Bulls are in in regard to COVID protocols. Just had their last person uh, come off COVID protocols. Uh Eh. Uh, Julia Poe, Poe, uh, who covers the Bulls for the Chicago Tribune, tweets this just seconds ago. Uh, Bulls coach Billy Donovan has entered league COVID protocols. The Bulls had just cleared the last wave of 11 players who entered the protocols in December. So they get all their players back. They've just (laughs) lost their coach.
2: Yeah, well, that one's going to hurt. And and it's uh, just crazy. And actually, I saw the other thing. I saw Patrick Finley, who we talked to earlier in the show from the Sun Times on the Bears, uh, reporting that Bilal Nichols for the Bears has come off the COVID list. So he, can so play there's that in Seattle this week. There, there is yeah. that. Uh, so we get a Bilal Nichols, we lose a Billy Donovan and uh, the world has just gone crazy. And uh, um, we are, we are talking bears here. Uh, and we've been talking about fields. And before the break, we were talking about this quarterback draft class. And specifically because people, people are seemingly down on fields, Chris. And we, 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 uh, Explored some of that with some of the circumstances surrounding it, but you look at this rookie class, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, who's barely played, and then Fields and Mac Jones. Somebody texted in earlier, Mac Jones is better than Fields. Uh, I disagree with that for, for several reasons, but uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on that as well. Completely different situations between Matt Nagy and the 4-10 Bears and Mac Jones with the Patriots and the first place Patriots with, with Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels.
1: Well, I, I don't think that you're doing uh, fields or anybody of uh, a good service. If you're not acknowledging the system and the environments that each of these quarterbacks is playing in, I think Mac Jones will probably end up being pretty good. I don't know if he's got a potential to be great. I think fields potential is still much better than what Jones is and if you put him in the same system you put him in the same environment I would almost guarantee that he is playing as well if not better than Mac Jones right now and I think what you're seeing here in Chicago in to a large degree and it's not it's not all of it because he certainly made mistakes and there isn't a single rookie including Jones who's not making mistakes there isn't Uh, it's just that's that's the fact of life That's all rookie Mm -hmm. quarterbacks. But I would argue that what we're seeing from Fields and the progression we're seeing from him, even if it's not as quick as you want it to to be coming along, he's doing all of this in spite of the system he's playing in and in the environment that he's playing in. And that you could almost guarantee that if Fields were playing for the Patriots right now, I bet he'd be awesome. I, I mean, relatively speaking for a rookie quarterback, I bet he would be in fantastic position and people be talking about how great he is. And I can't believe the Jaguars went with Trevor Lawrence instead. Mm -hmm. You know, like you'd probably be hearing people say stuff like that. Well, and you think about
2: this and, and and I have thought about this uh, not just in relation to fields, but certainly with all the urban Meyer Jaguar stuff going along. I mean, Trevor Lawrence was viewed as a can't miss Peyton Manning type quarterback prospect, going back to his freshman year, probably even before right. that, but his freshman year at Clemson. I mean, he, if he would have come out after his freshman year, he would have been the top pick that year. Right. And and so on and so forth until he was the top pick for Jacksonville. Well, somehow through all of the dysfunction down in Jacksonville, you've taken a can't miss quarterback prospect that some would argue is the best quarterback prospect to come out since Peyton Manning. And what has he done? And what have the Jaguars done this year? Nothing. And that is that is the same lens that I want to apply this to to the Matt Nagy offense and to what's going on here with the Bears. And the, the, the fun bad, or just plain bad, depending on your point of view, that we see from the Bears offense week in and week out. And, and some of that um, I, I certainly attribute to the system and the training, call it whatever you want. Uh, the circumstances that Fields is put in uh, versus, uh, you know, Mac Jones literally landing in probably the cushiest place he could land in, where he's not being asked to do a ton. Uh, they run the ball, they play great defense, they have the best head coach probably ever, right? I mean, all of that kind of helps having uh, your rookie quarterback come into that situation, right?
1: Yeah, and the coach, uh, well, you know, acquires the talent, but he knows what his talent is capable of doing what it's not capable of doing and adjusts better than just about any other coach in the league. So uh, which is, it's crazy to me that you see so many coaches be totally incapable of adjusting to the talent they have. And, you know, Belichick famously saying, uh, you know, paraphrasing that I, I ask a guy what, well, okay, well, I don't talk about what he can't do. Like, what can you do? Like, what things are you good at doing? Right. All right, I'm going to use those. It seems like super intuitive. Like, why doesn't every coach do that? And you're looking at the situation in Chicago. Well, uh, that's not happening, it feels like. So I, I don't think that you can fairly grade fields on the situation that he's in, the way he's been playing now and saying, well, that's it's not good enough. You know, he does this wrong and he uh, holds on to the ball too long and, Um, sometimes he doesn't see an open receiver well the dude is playing as I mentioned this word earlier and and again I wish I could take credit for it because it's such a simple word and it just fits the dude is playing amidst chaos Mm -hmm. It, it may not be as chaotic as what's happening in Jacksonville but there's still a ton of chaos and and you should be more impressed than anything uh, that he's playing the way he's playing, despite all of this nonsense in his first professional experience, and I know for a lot of people, well, not a lot, but you're going to hear some, and I think too many who say, "Well, then you could say the exact same thing for Mitch." Well, it was it was this coaching staff's fault that Trubisky wasn't any good, and I would say, you know what, to some degree, yes. I don't think they totally helped him especially after that uh-huh. rookie year but the yep. the look isn't the same the the feel isn't just watch the two guys play they are not the same they yep. don't have the same abilities I mean, Mitch could run Mitch was mobile but not like this guy and it the just we we're talking about two completely different talents two different looks i mean if you just and and i, I it's unfair i think to sometimes look at a person and read body language and think you know what they're thinking in the moment. Sometimes you're wrong about body language. Sometimes you think a guy's, you know, moping around, but he's not, it's just how he looks. Or sometimes guys look like deer in headlights and Mm -hmm. it's just not, it's just how their face is. But I really do think that Mitch, a lot of times looked like a deer in headlights. I don't think Justin Fields looks that way at all.
2: I am a Fields fan. Uh, I don't have a problem saying that. I think he has a great future ahead of him. I I was never uh, as confident about Mitch. But I agree with you. I, I agree with what you're saying. I think for the Chicago Bears, and I mean, this really goes to ownership, right? Because who knows from a GM and head coach and a front office standpoint, what you're going to see past the end of this season, because clearly there's going to be a shakeup. But... You have this rookie quarterback that I think a lot of people think can be a star in this league. You have a, a a system that clearly is not working offensively. So what system and and what people do you surround him with next season going forward? And you mentioned it earlier cuz at a certain point in year 4 or 5 you're going to have to pay Justin Fields. Your time Well, you'll have to decide
1: it. if you want to. Right. So so right. It, it like that's that's why this offseason is more like it's more important than next off season. No matter what happens right. next off season, this one is more important because this this second year is going to be huge. Because if you set him back again this year, based on the decisions you make or don't make, uh, you're, yep. you're not gonna you're not gonna have enough time to fix it if you go down the wrong path. If you go too far down the wrong path, that's why this off season is so important and probably will be more so than next.
2: I completely agree with you and I think that if you make the wrong choice now for your head coach for your you know what you do organizationally, not only are you whiffing on that, but you will then have uh whiffed a, a little bit by you know, by proxy or whatever on fields because you're gonna put him in another bad situation and he's not going and, and, to be everything that he could have been.
1: And Espo, it, it's a it's a situation that they won't fix in a year because if nope. they hire a head coach or you know the, the changes in the staff, um, you have that coaching staff for at least a couple of years. You know they're not going to fire a head coach nope. after one year if it's not working. This organization doesn't work that way. And do you want to put him under two head coaches, and then give him a third head coach in year three? Now you're really talking about some problems. That's why you got to get this right. This time you can't wait till next time it has to be now.
2: And and it doesn't take, I mean you, the old thinking used to be, oh it's a rookie quarterback, you got to give him time and he's not going to succeed right away and he's going to, you know, he's going to have to progress his way up. That's not the case in the modern NFL and and you know, the the first example that pops into my head is Justin Herbert from the Chargers. I mean, he's been really good since they put him in and and he's obviously in a better situation than what Justin Fields is in. Kyler Murray with Arizona. He's been really good ever since they put him in. I mean, this is not one of those things where it's like, oh, well, he's going to be in this year and then next year he'll be a little better. And then by year three, look out, right? I mean, that's not, I don't think that's the case anymore. I think guys uh, can come in and be successful right away. I mean, we're seeing that with Mac Jones. He's certainly in a better situation, but I agree with you. If Fields was in New England, you know what? McDaniels and Belichick would figure out how to work to Fields' strengths, which I think are way more than than what Mac Jones' strengths are. And if you put, conversely, if you put Mac Jones on this Bears team, I mean, I what think is he, he probably Kyle looks Orton, bad. maybe? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I is he, yeah,
1: I don't think he looks good.
2: He's Kyle Orton yeah. at best, right? I mean, that that's, I think, his game.
1: And look, it, if, that's why, when I continue to say they've got to get the coaching thing right, it's possible that Justin Fields, if they, if they find the wrong guy during this offseason and hire him, and then we're eight week, weeks into the year and we realize, oh, God, they've gotten another head coach that's not the right place or not the right uh, guy for this job. We'll fix it next offseason. There's something to be said for continuity. And it doesn't mean Fields can't overcome two head coaches that are the wrong head coach for him. But do we want to mess with that? Like, do, do you want to even screw around with the possibility that 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 could happen like I, I don't I don't think you can get it wrong I don't think the Bears can afford to get it wrong no. this year even if they're willing to make another coaching change the following year that's why Which this you know one they is wouldn't. so important
2: yeah well and you and you said it and you know they, they would I mean they have to get this they have to get it right right exactly uh and and I was on board I was in uh a fan of the hire of Matt Nagy when when they first brought him on and even through the first year with some of the struggles offensively, because I thought, all right, this is a guy who coached under and learned from Andy Reed, one of the you know hall of fame coaches in the league right now with a super innovative offense and a guy who is known for offense. And this is a guy who's coming from there. So let's bring that here. But clearly after four years, it's not working and it's, and, it, and you can argue it never worked uh, based right. on what the bears have done offensively. But I, I, I think, and you hit it on the head with that, they can't screw this up. This is the biggest decision, even more so than, you know, drafting Fields or drafting Mitch or whatever. You're going to have to – because you're going to marry yourself and your rookie quarterback to this new administration, whoever it is. And if it's the wrong administration, if it's another misfire – I mean, then we're sitting here for another four years, five years talking about this, and we're right. not seeing successful Bears football. And we're going back to where our, our first guest, Patrick Finley, said, You know, you haven't had a good quarterback in 70 something years. We're continuing that discussion instead of talking about the progression of Justin Fields. I don't think any of us want that.
1: No, I, I don't. I just, I, I, you cannot afford any setbacks with him. He might be able to overcome another year of, of middling or um, the wrong environment coaching wise he might be able to overcome that I, I'm mm-hmm. not messing around with that I'm not doing it it's 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 driving home drunk you might get home okay but why would you mess around doing that you know you got to hurt yourself and, and other people so like don't 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 even get close to that you got to get it right now
2: Agreed. We'll we'll continue our Justin Fields discussion next segment. We'll also do crosstalk transition with our buddy Lawrence Holmes. That's coming up uh, in a matter of moments. This is the Bernstein and Rahimi show. Esposito and Ranji in for Dan and Layla today, right here on Chicago Sports Radio six seventy The Score. And we are back on the Bernstein and Rahimi show here on six seventy The Score. Ranji and Esposito in for Dan and Layla today singing Christmas songs, talking about Charlie Brown and uh, and the Bears. We, we like uh, talking about the Bears and Justin Fields and buddy, some texts uh, coming in here to the Tech Zone uh, brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at RosenHyundai.com. A lot of texts, actually, but a few wanted to point out in relation to our Justin Fields and uh, Mac Jones discussion. Uh, Before you wit, do that, uh, though, Espo? Yes. Yes, sir.
1: I have to take uh, some exception with Brandon Fryer, our producer today, okay, who has questioned? What what did he do? He has questioned my love of Christmas. In the middle of the break, he says, "Hey, Ranji, um, do you really like Christmas this much?" (laughs) And and I said, "I'm uh, what do you mean?" He's like, "Well, you know, I I wasn't sure, and I thought, did you think I was kidding? Do you think that I'm that I'm putting on a show here? No." I love this season. I can't tell from your tone. That's why. It's it's the tone probably. Is it the tone? Uh, well, uh, read this tone, Brandon Fryer. Don't be a <laughs> grinch. Don't be a don't be a grinch on my holiday. I'm not having it here. He he see see now that is I
2: I I guarantee you that is that is two parts, right? And Brandon would probably agree with me. He hasn't seen you in person a ton with all the pandemic stuff going on.
1: I live in a uh, different one. state.
2: Right, well, you, that's right. You're a Missourian. Is that was that what they're called, the Mi- Missourian? I think it's uh, a Missourian. Missourian. All right. Well, they say Missouri um, down
1: here. Missouri. I think so. So,
2: so and, and you know, you're 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 a you're a happening single guy. You don't you don't have children, so you know a lot of the Christmas stuff. As you get to to be an old fart like me, it becomes you know more about what you're doing for your kids and your nieces and nephews and and whatnot. Um, he just doesn't—he he doesn't appreciate the fact that mm. that you are a, a jolly Saint Nick type of guy. You're—you're
1: a you're, man. I am you're very Christmas jolly. Man. Yeah, so <laughs> let me be. You are definitely jolly. I'm jolly, and I, I and Brandon, I will accept your apology now.
0: I just still can't get over that. Unless you have
1: kids, I don't like. Once you get older, it's like the gifts are not as nice no more. I don't get how people like grown could just be in the Christmas spirit like that. I would I would argue the gifts sometimes can be better. Depending on what you get, and and you're easier to please now, I think I think oh, adults yeah. are easier to please when they get gifts.
2: I I agree with that. I think the uh, the the gifting thing is certainly. I mean, listen, we, you focus on it more for for your kids or like I said, your nieces or nephews or whatever. But I mean, certainly the the expectation, like like I don't, yeah. I don't even. Haven't even thought about it and don't care what I get if I want something. I don't either. Generally I'll just go out and buy it, right? And if somebody buys I, me something great, I will appreciate it.
1: I just want the snow and the tunes and the in the lights. That's all I care about. I'm a big <laughs> That's atmosphere right. guy. And by the way, well, I don't know if you noticed, but Brandon did not apologize.
0: He,
2: he, okay.
1: I'm sorry. He I'm sorry. Doubled down. <laughs> well, well, he
0: did not. Well, Thank you, Chris. First of all, Chris, Brandon doesn't have to apologize. Yes, he does. No, he
2: does
1: yes, not. He does. Secondly, yes, he does.
0: isn't it like 70 degrees in St. Louis today? God,
1: it sucks right <laughs> now. I hate it. I hate it so much. It is right now. It is 63 <laughs> degrees. Outrageous. Completely Box. That's outrageous. Not, I was walking not in Christmas Lincoln day.
0: Square it, it, was, it was so pleasant. It was 55 degrees. I'm like, this it. is nice.
1: I hate it. I hate it. So nice. Nope. Yeah, it's nice for October. It's not nice for now. It's this really is the longest for in- now. No, it sucks. And, the and it's good is to busy. chat with
2: you, Lawrence. What's up, Bang. Espo? How
0: hey, are hey, you, buddy? Hey, hey, Lawrence. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to jump the gun on the uh, no. segment. That's all right. Are we talking to you this segment or next? No, next segment. But I was in here, oh, okay. and I was like, quit messing with Brandon. No, Brandon better quit messing with me and, uh, and jolly old. He's questioning
2: Ranji's Christmas devotion. Yeah, because because sure.
0: because Mr. Fryer doesn't know that you you will punch John
1: Zahor in the face for his <laughs> transgressions. That's true. That's true. I will take out my anger on, on John. I will take it out on Brandon. <laughs> that's I a mean, that's a
2: long simmering anger for for John. Yes. That's uh, that one's go. goes back a ways.
1: Yeah, I don't even know. Oh, it's about. <laughs> I hate him. I don't hate him. I love him actually. It it <laughs> definitely does Christmas.
2: not it definitely does not feel super Christmassy and and I know let me go all skilling on you. This is the longest Chicago has ever gone without uh, measurable snow. We are at in what December 24th. Yeah. It's December 24th. It. We have not had any snow.
0: I None. find I Tom it. Skilling beguiling because I swear <laughs> like I really will tune in to Channel 9 and I'll be like, "Okay, I just want to find out what the weather is tomorrow." And then I'm Then I like sit down and I'm like, yeah, I didn't really think about the Dust Bowl. Uh, I guess I I should have been thinking about that. And then then 15 minutes will have gone by and I'm like, did he give the weather for today? Or am I just looking at weather patterns from around the world? He's the best and it's fantastic.
1: You know, Lawrence, uh, I, I have in my life a meteorologist association. Oh, And dear I was God. told. I was told. <laughs> listen. I was Don't told. Don't drag me back into that, please. <laughs> well, it's, your, I mean, it's your fault. I know it was <laughs> my fault. I regret it every day. I feel so,
3: I feel so
1: guilty for that. But I was told that that Tom skilling is such an institution that in most uh, local TV news, like the meteorologist gets, you know, like a two minutes or whatever, but he would get like five or six or something outrageous that, that he most, gets a whole segment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he gets a whole it, thing. Man. He
0: deserves it because what it ends up being is really just a science lesson. Like we're all learning something from Tom skilling. And that's like the best part about it is that, is that that's what I'm saying. Like, Hey, well, what's the weather going to be like tomorrow? I'm like, oh, well, this is why the weather is going to be tomorrow. That's what you end up finding out from Tom Skilly. Speaking yeah. of weather people, I, I you know, I, I, for some reason, checked in on Facebook for the first time in a while today.
1: There's and nothing there for you. You there, don't want it.
0: Well, <laughs> so, so the Facebook memories is a really interesting thing.
1: That and is, yeah.
0: And so I, there was a picture of Cheryl Scott when I was working at channel five, like this is nine years ago. So back then we were the, the noobs, you know, she was new. I was a weekend sports anchor. So we got Christmas Eve and And I remember it like it was yesterday, even though it was nine years ago, she's standing there and she has on a jacket. She has on a jacket because the channel five weather center was polar. Like it was ice cold. And She's got this sad face. I got to put it on Instagram because it's hysterical because all we could get for dinner was a Mountain Dew and a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos. (laughs) Hey, that's great when you're 12 and having a sleepover. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, I mean, or or you're working in local news and you don't get Christmas Eve off and everything seems to be closed around you.
2: What's in the vending machine? That's exactly And what
0: we came up with was Mountain Dew and Cool Ranch Doritos. I got no problem with that. Really?
2: No, that it it's
0: excellent meal. Excellent yep. meal. Yep.
2: Well, Lawrence, thank you for jumping on my all friend. We right, were, well, we're going to do, tra- right, we're going to do transition so, with right. you.
0: No, I'm not trying of to
2: get you out of here. I I, I was actually <laughs> going to say, cause Brandon wants us to break so that we could come back and do this again. All transition. right. That,
0: made, that makes sense. Cause I do have to get my reads and stuff and get ready for the show. So here's what we'll do. We'll take a break. And then when we come back,